Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Market Watch. It's proudly brought to you by Top Sport. Remember, it is the home of the best of the best multis, topsport.com.au. I'm dead set getting uh, fatigued collecting winners. But anyway, that's a good problem to have. And I tell you what, if there's a few losers, you won't hear it. <laughs> anyway, the usual suspects are in attendance here. I'm talking about Tristan Merlihan from uh, Top Sport. He's the number one seed up there. And Jared Condon from readingtheplay.com.au who took his medicine in February said, no, no, I'm not having any lunch bets. And wasn't he fortunate on that one? How are we, gentlemen? Yeah, very good, Jimmy. Very good. We're not quite as chipper as you. You've, uh, you're you just riding one of the hottest streaks I've ever seen uh, in the punting world in, in recent times. And uh, yes, and, and I, I happened to butter up when Jared put, put his self-imposed ban on himself for February <laughs> and I, I managed to sink the, uh, the Panthers ship, which has been sailing along looking uh, indestructible for two years. And as soon as I open my mouth for a lunch bet, they get uh, they get beaten as a $1.10 favourite. So um, poor old Titans, they were full of optimism on their Wednesday night season launch. But as soon as uh, round one goes around and we get that lunch bet sorted, there might be a, a shuddering halt. I'm watching the Panthers and Helens game last Saturday night. My darling wife said, uh, any lunch bets on this one? And I said, no, darling, no, nothing here. Uh, I did have a very strong financial interest at the line, but no lunch bets. And here I am giggling that uh, Jimmy's just sitting by the phone, waiting to spray the messages out. And poor old oh. Tristan. Tristan has uh, chimed in on Sunday morning and said, oh, well, the Panthers... Soon to be the Titans. Might be a long season. Anyway, here we are. We've only got six days to go, but, gee, we've got some sport to talk about. And, Jimmy, uh, you're seeing them like bloody watermelons. I mean, you've got St. Helens with the start. Rahaba, well, it was five bucks last week when we talked on the podcast. I think it paid as low as 280 on, uh, after the race. It was very heavily backed on Saturday morning. You've picked up a lunch bet as well. Uh, we got a third placing for Independent Road. I finished second with my horse tip, so we didn't get a collect there. But we picked up some nice uh, nice money again, and I think that kicks things along for us, Tristan. Yeah, it certainly does. We've got a balance up there of 3832 So, yeah, a big, big go. Um, $4.80 we locked in, and so a nice little collect there. And, yes, Independent Road, uh, we got a, just, a, just under $100 return there as well for the place component. So, uh, certainly, uh, certainly still ticking along nicely, and then obviously my fine gets it up to uh, three thousand eight hundred and eighty-two as well. So, wow. um, yes, we're uh, we're ticking along very, very nicely just before the season starts. Yeah, well done, guys, on that one. Yeah, so um, a good weekend. I was just sitting there thinking. The 54-minute mark, is this too early? Is this too early to go? <laughs> but I was able to restrain myself and not send anything through to the group until after the full-time siren. So, uh, yes, it was uh, it was a great... Uh, uh, to be honest, like and, and talking seriously about that, that's an extraordinary performance for St. Helens to come over Absolutely. And, and, and do that. To, to, you know, the line we can talk about all you like, but for them to actually come here and win that game at Penrith in front of a full house and... Um, Penrith were near enough to full strength and um, and what they're going to look like this year. And I know it was the first game for a lot of those guys, but extraordinary performance, Jared. Well, and Jimmy, they work with about a third of the salary cap that the Panthers yes. do. Yes. Uh, their attitude was outstanding. 
they were clearly very well coached into that game. And I thought they were just super in the first 20 minutes. And they sliced down their right edge or the Panthers' left edge uh, way too many times. And I thought they probably should have converted a couple more opportunities going into halftime. It would have been a tragedy to see them lose in extra time because I thought they'd been the dominant team, by far the better team, and I'm glad that they won. I mean, it cost me uh, a small uh, amount of money that I uh, didn't want to lose, but uh, to see them play so well, uh, and I I think it's also great for the game, Jimmy. It's been a great talking point about uh, having it back on the radar. I think bringing the English team to Australia is actually also a real strong positive, and uh, yes, and Helen's stood up for English Rugby League and certainly stood up for themselves. They were super. They certainly were, and I think when the uh, the rain came across just before kickoff, I think that certainly uh, yeah. would have given the St Helens side a, a big lift. And and because I always felt that if Penrith might have been able to jump early and get off to a lead, they might be able to overrun them late. But I think that rain really contributed to keeping that score nice and tight early. And uh, and yes, uh, they were they were they were very impressive. A great performance, obviously coming out here for the warm up against the Dragons. Got them into um in, into a good mindset and mindset out here too, but uh, yeah, they uh, they certainly did well, and I think hopefully it's a uh, it's a sign of things to come, and we can rotate it nicely like like we have. Uh, it was um it was uh out here at Cordor, and I just the the southerly change came in at about four o'clock, and I'm thinking right, this works in my favour, and then the fact that I, I think it was released afterwards, but unlimited interchange, and I'm thinking, yep, that works in my favour as well, so. Um, yeah, everything seemed to work in, in our favour in those conditions out there. Uh, and great to see the English crowd out there. And I uh, spoke to Brian Fletcher uh, last week, but he was making mention of the fact that, you know, there was 2,000 English fans in the pub or in the Panthers Leagues Club singing songs at 3 o'clock waiting to get over for the game. It's a, it's a fabulous atmosphere that they bring uh, English football fans, English rugby league fans, uh, and, and indeed and cre- football fans. credit to the Panthers too, Jimmy, because they they turned on a whole heap of uh, English food, um, you know, uh, English pies and alike, and uh, had some English beer on tap, which I think they ran out of, you know, just to uh, really make the occasion of the afternoon. And and then we have a great crowd there. Thankfully, the weather didn't uh, didn't ruin the game. Uh, fantastic event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do we have to talk about te- – oh, by the way, if, you, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you um, subscribe. You can do that across any of the podcast platforms that you're listening to. You can watch us on YouTube, of course, as well. Um, do we have to talk about Test Cricket? I know it's uh, we might have another uh, um, uh, podcast before the next Test match, but wow, talk about the disarray. I- I've talked about it a lot during the course of this week. Um, we had Jeff Lawson on the program yesterday oh it might have been the day before he he just such cricket intellect and it made you everything he was saying was logical everything i found myself just nodding my head oh yes that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense and you wondered about the shared uh, cricket knowledge of the subcontinent over there for australia because they are being beaten despite the fact they're getting themselves and, and beaten convincingly despite the fact they're getting themselves into really strong positions during course of test matches tristan yeah, well, the only positive thing I can look at from Test cricket is at the moment I'm sitting here with a New Zealand-England uh, Test match on while we were recording this early on a Thursday, Friday morning, and England's three for twenty. So that's some sort of positivity uh, from a Test match side of things. But yeah, the uh, the Aussies, wow, that was in in my view that was a much more disappointing effort than what we saw uh, in, in the first Test. Um, and and the reason being is that we were just completely and utterly outplayed in in, in the first Test, but. 
we had our chances to win that game. We had the chances to, to turn the screws on two separate occasions, both when we had India seven down and still a fair way off the lead. And then secondly, when, uh, when you know, we were one for, I think, 60 at stumps there and, yeah. and we were really building into a dominant position. But um, just lapses, hour lapses in, in each one of those days that are just, you know, horrible. And, and, and I think that just shows, like, you know, to come out and play some of the shots that some of the batsmen were playing, reverse sweeps, you know, very, very early in innings and these sort of things, it just, it just didn't look like a team that was prepared to, to go out there and, and win in the subcontinent. And, and it's a concern. And, and, you know, now we've got players flying home, we've got injuries, you know, it's just making the task a hell of a lot tougher. And, um, you know, I was, I was so excited for this series. I, I thought we'd been a very, very good Red Bull side for the last while. And this was going to be a true test. And unfortunately, we failed miserably. I, you know, I, I questioned last week, Jimmy, about where's the attitude. It just looks really crook to me. And I understand that there's some issues and, and, and some lapses and the like, but, gee, they just don't seem cohesive. I don't know that everybody's on the same page. Um, and and some, of the, some of the crumbling collapses back-to-back just look so, so poor. Um, I, was, I thought some of McDonald's... Um, Press snippets was a bit embarrassing. Um, he looks a bit at sea. It's just been an absolute mess. And uh, I tell you that this Ashes tour um, later in the year and match up against the English um, is not going to be a walk in the park at all. That is going to be a significant test. Two really significant things coming out of the coaching staff, and 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 this is what happens when you 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 lose eight for twenty eight in a dressing shed, right? And 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 players get out. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, they're playing the sweep shot. They're trying to be aggressive. But at what point does you know, Michael DiVenuto, the batting coach, came in and said, uh, post the event, said, yeah, it was like a car crash and they should have known. And it's like, no, you're the coach. Go and tell them. And and it was a classic self-preservation situation. Oh, oh wait, well, it wasn't me. I had a plan. They weren't following it. And I thought, wow, that's a real concern. The other concern was Andrew McDonald coming out of it saying, yeah, now we got everything right, but hey, we're now we're going to a ground where um, I think India have won 44 of their last 46 test matches at or, or never lost in, in... And I'm like, what, why are you telling your team that? Yeah, uh, Shouldn't you be telling your team, you know what, guys, we had them at 7 for 179. We had them on toast. So let's get them there again. Um, Australia's won both tosses. It could have been much worse. It, it could have been much worse. So um, they are in real trouble. Jimmy, could you imagine a Wayne Bennett or a Bellamy Never. or a, or a Ever. Trent Robinson ever, ever. taking ever. that sort of approach? Gosh. A- any coach in any league that tells your team what you can't do. like wow. it, It's just extraordinary. And I think, you know, I, I said it during the week. Now's the time, you know, people talk about Andrew McDonald and whether he's a strong coach and whether he, his errors are lackey for the players. Well, now's a chance to say, you know what, guys, you've had it your way. Now do it my way. Uh, and, and let's just wait and see how that plays out. Uh, what is that? Has you got to mark it up for the next test match, Tristan? Yeah, we do. And uh, India is a dollar thirty-six uh, favourites. Australia five dollars, and the draw six dollars seventy-five. So uh, very, very warm favourites um, for this game. It starts on Wednesday, so a little bit of time. And um, just you know, it's just unfortunate the way things have transpired with the injuries, and obviously Pat Cummins having to go home for a family situation, but. You sort of felt that that big enough gap between the second and third test would give us, you know, a bit more time to get used to the conditions. But you know, obviously, that's it's, it's going to be a very unsettled squad as well coming into this third test. So yeah, the dollar thirty six, you know. But as you say, Jimmy, we had them on toast twice, and um, 
you know, that's that's the disappointing element to it. And um, and but yeah, we also won the toss twice as well, which is a little bit scary too. So that's the question I'm going to ask you, Tristan, and you you might have it at, at hand there. But during the course of that second test match, when India's seven for one six nine, what is the price? Because you could probably be patient and get a better price on India than a dollar thirty six, depending on flow of game. Oh, absolutely, and 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 the way the these tests fluctuate, you only need a team to have a good se- uh, good session, and it yeah. does the betting considerably. So, I, I I can't remember exactly what they were at seven for because it was the middle of the race day, but I think it was around about picking. But I know for a fact at stumps uh, when we were cruising on nicely there at yes. one sixty, it was exactly even. Stevens it was one ninety. Take your pick about both sides, and then obviously the draw very very rough. So. Um, there is certainly um, scope for, for getting a, a bit bit better value than that dollar thirty six, particularly if you think the Aussies will come out and be competitive. Like you, you could very much hope they will be, particularly early in, in, the, in the game. Yeah, yeah, really, it, it's a fascinating watch. It's unfortunate, it, un, like it is like a car crash because uh, as much as the footy was on last week, I just couldn't take my eyes off the the cricket. It was j- just amazing. Oh, and the the winners I was tipping to for the. <laughs> for the syndicate. But beyond that, it was very hard to take your eyes off the cricket. I knew there was an opening uh, yeah, there somewhere. Oh, Jesus. It's really, really um, punishing, isn't it, lad? Don't worry. It won't last. History says it won't last. So I'm writing it while I can. Hey, you uh, like Andrew McDonald there, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. You're right. Uh, it's a very good pickup there, Tristan. Um, all right. Let's get into it, boys, because uh, we've got a season... Uh, just about to tick over too. So we might have uh, a look at those other uh, eight teams that we didn't get to last week and also have a look at some long-range bets that we might be looking at um, from your point of view. Let's have a look at the Roosters, uh, one of the heavyweights of the competition. Uh, big story in the back page of the paper today talking about Angus Crichton and there's a real question mark when he may return. Their best side is very strong and I think there are a lot of person uh, people's either top pick or top two picks during the course of this season. What's the market saying on the Roosters, Tristan? Yeah, they've certainly been the best back side with us um, in the preseason. So we seem to lay them every year and um, they certainly do look like they've got a very, very strong side on paper, but they've been back from $7 into 5 to win the comp. So we took a bet of five thousand at seven dollars. We took another bet of five thousand at six dollars, and then there we laid them again at five fifteen into five dollars. So very, very firm. They they look like they're one of the teams to beat. Second in the line of betting there uh, to make the top four, they're a dollar fifty five. Make the top eight, dollar sixteen. Very, very certain. And then if you want to have a little play, obviously we know Penrith can have a lot of players in the uh, in the state of origin uh, this year, and and uh, they might be sort of potentially timing their run a little bit differently as we saw at times there last year, they're $5 of roosters to win the minor premiership as well. So plenty of different options to, to sink your teeth into, but yes, that story about Angus Crichton today does, does, uh, you know, probably fluctuate things a little bit uh, in that sense in, in, in how their, their preseason preparation has been going and, and Manly did put a number on them as well in the last trial, whether that means much at all, but um, you know, certainly maybe it, it cooled off a little bit in the last week, the confidence towards the roosters. I'm not sure why. They only played their um, reserve graders last week against Manly. And, you know, I think they had five or six uh, key players not playing. So uh, hopefully you and a few other bookmakers uh, keep reading that, Tristan, and we can uh, still get on. Uh, I've been backing them for six weeks. I started at $6.50 for mine. uh, Clearly my top-rated team. I think they're the team to beat. Um, I love the list. Uh, I thought they... um, 
had some significant difficulty last year with a slow start to the season, then lots of um, stop-start with key injuries and outs, and uh, it it could have derailed their season and they could have put the queue in the rack, yet there, there were times, even with a 80 or 70% quality of list, that they overachieved and really strongly performed against the good teams at the top of the table. Very good coach. Uh, if they get it right this year, I certainly think that uh, they're in the grand final. Um, I think they've got a, a, a very well-balanced list. I love what Robinson does up front with three big boppers that he rotates as his front row rotation. It's big men that get your yardage, give you room. He's then got quality to play off a back of a bit of space in the halves. He's then got Manu. He's then got Teddy at the back. Uh, they bring Brandon Smith in to play number nine. Um, for mine, yep, team to beat. Backed him to win the comp. I've taken the insurance of making the grand final and uh, they're the, my benchmark. <clears throat> Hard to disagree with all of that. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, when Matt Lodge can't get a start, right? There, and maybe that changes, but uh, Lindsay Collins and Jared Rhea Hargreaves up front. Radley re-signed for another four years, so there's commitment to what they're doing. The concern is Crichton, no Tupanua as well, too. He'll take a time to to get back. You just wonder what's what's happening with Angus Crichton and whether he'll be back. I'm trying to find, you know, let's sort of balance this a little bit. The the issue might be around Luke Keary. Uh, and and if there's any sort of concussion issues there, you know he played he didn't play that last trial. Um, Sam Walker, I think it's a massive year for Sam Walker. You know, physically we want to see that development. We we know he's um, highly skilled, and we know that he's brave and and putting on those skills on the field. But I think it's a a year where he needs to take another step. Sam Walker, even if Kiri does get injured and sits out games, he got Manu can go to six, and he complements. Walker really nicely in those halves there. Very, very strong side. Um, clear top four side. Um, yeah, and and I think they represent a bit of value in the market at $5. All right, let's have a look at the Melbourne Storm. Traditionally, always a very strong as well. A little bit of a changing of the guard and the massive question mark around Ryan Pappenhausen. Tristan, where's the market on the Storm? Yeah, the market on the Storm's been a little bit in and out. So we opened the market straight after the grand final, knowing that there were a few players moving on. And as you say, changing of the guard. And they were they opened at $9. They were backed into $7.50. And now we've just eased them back out to $8 to win the comp. So they're probably there on reputation. You know, like they're, we, we just know how Craig Bellamy gets the best out of all his players. Um, we know that they're going to be well-drilled and, and, and we know that they're going to be there when the whips are cracking. So... I, I sort of suspect it might be a, a slower start to the season than what we've seen in, in years gone by. Um, and and they'll, they'll work into the season really, really well. But uh, yeah, there's the, the Pappenhausen news is obviously key as well. But at the moment, they're $8 to win the comp. To make the top four is an interesting one. They're sitting right there on the bubble, $1.85 to make the top four. So there's been a little bit of movement on the, the team, on, on the miss the top four market, which you can get at $1.90. So that's seen a little bit of action. The minor premiership is $6.00. And to make the grand final is 340. They'll be there or thereabouts, but uh, it's quite obvious that on paper their teams regress slightly. So we'll see how uh, what 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 magic Mr. Bellamy can weave. Hmm. Very easy for people to be against them, but I, can I just remind everybody in the last 16 years, 
This Bellamy coach team has always been either in the top four or the top two in defence. And whether he's had list changeovers and generational change and all of those sorts of things that we see in front of us here, he still gets their defence right, their attitude right, and that then keeps them in the, in games or puts them in games. And then on the back of that, you've got Grant Hughes and Munster. Clearly, Jimmy, you're right. The key question is, is you know, is Pappy back in, in week six? Is it week 10? Is it week 12? And how does he come back and how many games does he influence? But Munster showed late last year when playing for that new contract. Uh, the guy's just a marquee player. He's a game turner. He's uh, best for minutes, just flips the game on its head. Great home ground advantage. Um are they top four? Are they top six? They're certainly in the top eight. I, I've got them probably somewhere uh, just below the top four. They'll be in the finals again uh, if they get the best out of Pappenhausen, then they're in the top six and, and uh, giving it a bit of a shake. Um, I can't be against them any other way. And again, great watch to see what happens with, with them unearthing these players. I mean, I think Tarak Sims will go exceptionally well in his system. Uh, Eli Katoa looks already very good. Um, you know, they've picked up a couple of buys out of the Warriors. I've said it before, the man turns water into wine. I'm sure we'll see it again this year. Uh, so Pappenhausen, there's the issue there. Nick Meany going back early doors, but keep an eye out for Sua Falongo, who played in that first trial game against the Roosters. Absolute flying machine, a local Victorian as well. I'll them out for the first couple of weeks of the season as well. But when you look at it, Harry Grant is the best hooker in the league. So they've got the best hooker in the league. They've got a top three halfback in the league in Jerome Hughes. Proved that during the Rugby League World Cup. And they've got the best 5'8 in the league. So build what you like around that. Um, Nelson asper Solomon is not a bad starting point when you go for forward blocks as well. I've got them as a top four side. I'll take that $1.85 that's on offer at Top Sport for them because of all of those things and the great belief we have in what Craig Bellamy can do with these teams. All right, let's have a look at the Rabbits. Um, another side that is um, a little bit under the radar and I think represent the greatest value when it comes to premiership market. Um, Latrell Mitchell is back, big, fit, going to be a huge season. You get the sense. Tristan, where's the market on the Rabbits? Yeah, the market opened at $11 for them to win the comp. It eased out to $12 and now it's been backed into $10. And I, I tend to agree with you, Jimmy. The the Rabbits last last year, they finished really, really strong. They started slowly, but once they got their, all their pieces of the puzzle together, they, they really finished off nice and strongly. So, yeah, you, you probably can say there is a little bit of a gap um, between between maybe those those top three and themselves, but certainly at $10, you know, you wouldn't want to be facing them in any, in any game, particularly early in the season. I think Latrell showed last year he's that player that can just, just make magic happen and and, um, you know, if they get on a run, they're, they're certainly going to be a very scary side. $10 to win the comp, $2.45 to make the top four, uh, $1.35 to make the top eight, and minor premiership, they're sitting there at $9.50. So um, I, I think they're going to be very, very hard to beat again and um, and, and looking forward to seeing how that those those uh, enigmatic players all combine again this year. Yeah, they're definitely in the conversation for September. And, you, and you're right, Jimmy, 12 bucks to win the comp. Um, certainly way overs for mine. I, I would have them single fingers because, yeah, you know, they were in the grand final two years ago and they're in the top four last year. Uh, they have the wood over the, the, uh, the roosters. Um, their best is outstanding. Their best is top two in the competition. Um, can be a little bit patchy, but, you know, I think they're better uh, for Ilias having a year last yes. year. Walker's marquee, 
Latrell's marquee might be one big man short in the middle if they get injuries, but good balance. The coach will also be better for having had last year. Um, top four for mine and a real key challenger to the end of season and a title. All of those things, absolutely. And I agree, Jason Demetrio, you know, it seamlessly has gone in as the coach of that side and, and they've continued to play top-level footy. So all this stuff we've talked around, I agree about the middle four, but I think Davey Mowali is one of those guys who's developed over the course of last year. He'll be better for that that bit of work they put in. Um, Kalal Matangi and Arrow were exceptional and Totola was superb. So we've talked about all these great players there headlined by Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker and Cameron Murray hasn't got a got a mention and he is an elite back superstar. rower. Yeah, absolute superstar in, in the league. So, I, you uh, know. Jimmy, can I add to that too? They deserve an absolute rap for their list management over the last five or six or seven or eight years because they were they are always in the conversation of being a top six team. And unlike the other clubs where Bennett's come and gone, they were on the way up when he walked in the door. They got to a grand final and they're still in the conversation of being a major contender. Uh, they keep bringing good quality kids through. They keep buying one-off astute buys here and there to, to, to strengthen up an area that they need. Um, their list management over the last 10 years has been very smooth and very professional. And I can't believe, you know, five prelims in a row. And the prelim last year, remember, was it 12 nil or 16 nil? And, and and Penrith were waiting until Appy Coruscant got on the field and changed the game immediately. And and so that says something about the South Sydney Rabbitohs, says something about the Panthers, which we'll, we'll get to shortly. But, you know, that for... For want of a happy Coruscant, they could very well have been into a back-to-back grand final, the Rabbitohs. So I, I think sensational value at, at $10 for them to win the competition. Let's have a look at the Premiers. Back-to-back, the Panthers, they're looking to do the three-peat. Um, it's going to be a lot more difficult because of some key players that we'll talk about, no doubt, who aren't there. And, of course, carrying the weight of Tristan Merlihan, they weren't able to get home in the World Club Challenge. What's the market saying about your Panthers, Tristan? Yes, I won't pass many opinions here uh, just to to give Penrith a chance of going for the three-peat. But uh, they've actually been a drifter in the market. They've drifted from $3.75 out to $4.20. But they also hold the most number of individual wages of any team in the comp. So we haven't had any very lumpy bets, but we've had a lot of punters getting involved and and, and backing them to to go for the three-peat on, on a sort of smaller scale. So it's a very interesting uh, look at the book, um, and um, and yeah, I, I think they certainly warrant being favourites. Uh, they they've won it two years in a row on on their on their merits. They've they've lost a couple of players, but I think they've made a couple of astute uh, signings. I think Luke Garner's going to fit into that system pretty well. But I, I think the loss of, as you touched on, Jimmy Appy Corusau, Billy Army Kickow as well. Um, you know, it's it's how they cover those losses, and 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 we saw against St Helens that. You know, obviously, first game of the season, it wasn't uh, wasn't readily um, you know found that they, they found the solution. So, uh, four dollars twenty to win the comp, a uh, dollar forty five to make the top four, a dollar oh nine to make the top eight, and then the minor premiership they're three dollars forty. So, wouldn't surprise me if they have a, if they have a slower start to the year. They'll certainly be there when the whips are cracking. I think they're still probably the team to beat, but. Uh, it is a um, it, it, it's they've certainly regressed a touch on paper again, uh, similar to the storm. 
Tristan, I'm really glad that we're not having lunch because I'd just go and order a couple more beers right now and we'd have a very healthy discussion about this because for mine, the, the three-peat's not even in, in my equation. I think $4.20 is a horrible price about them uh, being favoured to win the competition. I think that number should start with a six. I understand the weight of money around, uh, you know, in particular, the Penrith Panther fans coming off the back of two high-quality premiership wins. But um, I think the changes are going to start to bite here. Appy Carousel is just an enormous out. You know, the guy was a standout for New South Wales. He played... Uh, some super footy in the World Cup. As Jimmy just touched on, the guy is a game turner and he makes great eyes up decisions about what he does when he goes to dummy half. A, a really good reader of what needs to happen and where to play. And then he's the, his defence, in particular his final 10 metre defence in the red zone is just outstanding. I think he's an enormous loss. Uh, I do think that Kikau is uh, a big out on that left edge. And the thing about Kikau, everybody understands and recognises that he's a big body when he hits the football. He never misses his assignment in defence, and I think that that started to show again last weekend. Um, I've no doubt that they've got a great system and a high-quality coach and that they're going to be somewhere in the top six and have moments and very positive moments through the season. But I can't have them winning the competition. Um I have them sliding a little bit. I'm not sure how far the slide is. For mine, the right bet is actually to back them to miss the top four. $2.70 for that. Um, if anybody in the room wanted to have a lunch bet interest around that, I'd certainly uh, happy to take that one on. Um, in the mix, great team. I just think that they've had their moment in the sun for all the right reasons, and I think they just regress a little bit this this year. Really disappointed to find myself agreeing with you on that one because I just wrote down $2.70 to miss the top four is something that I think is a toss of the coin thing. So I reckon there's a bit of value associated with that for all those reasons that you said, Jared, like, you know, Mitch Kenny, serviceable, Sonny Luke, you know, serviceable, you know, good players, not happy Coruscant. Um, And that then puts extra pressure on Isaiah Yo and Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. Uh, and we saw it in that game. It was a star. And, and look, due respect to Luke Garner, he's, he's an NRL player, probably just, but um, Viliama Kickhouse, just world-class, absolute world-class left-edge back row. Um, so I, I see some problems there. Talon May now an injury. Um, they've got an incredible system. They'll keep filling through that, but um, a, a real concern on that one. You're putting a lot of pressure on Nathan Cleary to be really good, an 8.5 and a 9 out of 10 every week. And, you know, maybe you can do it. Uh, and maybe they can make the top four, but I think there are better hopes to to win the competition this year. The other thing to remember too is that Cameron Serraldo has been in charge of their defence for five years, you know. So that there's another missing piece of the puzzle. And Andrew Webster's gone too. Two guys who I think we probably agree are NRL standard coaches. So now you've you've lost two NRL standard coaches out of the system as well. So yeah, I see them make the eight, but I'm happy to take them on at two dollars seventy. Uh, to miss the top four. Team that finished second last year. Uh, well, the... we, we, we didn't get a right of return there, Jimmy. Oh, sorry, Tristan. Yeah, well, if, if there is a, a toss of the coin on the making the um, the top four, Jimmy and, and Jared, if anyone is keen for a, for a lunch bet on that, I'm, I'm very happy to, 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 to be on the Panthers' side of the ledger. I, I, I agree they're going to regress. I agree it's going to be difficult for them to go back to back, but I certainly think they will be uh, featuring in that top four. Done. Yeah. Count us in. Yeah, we're in. 
we're in. Well, since the price is obviously a bit in my favour, we'll we'll throw a little bit of dessert on the uh, on 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 your side if you guys get the job done. Oh okay. wow. Wow, geez, you don't often hear that from Tris. What? It, don't tell me I'm getting access to the top flock or anything. It's, this is unheard of. The top, the top sport top up. Wow. Listen, it's one thing for me to be carrying Jimmy on the same bed. It's another thing to be carrying Jimmy with the top flock as well. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, the side that ran second last year is the Sharks. They went bang, bang out of the semifinals despite the fact they played their first game at home. Nico Hines has come back, played two games and been in spectacular form, the Dally M winner. This is an interesting one because a lot of people, all they want to talk about is the very easy draw that the Sharks had last year. What's the market saying, Tristan? The market said the Sharks are nice and solid. They've been $13 into 12 So, you know, no massive bets on them, but the, the market certainly has them around about that that mark, which is sixth in the line, a line of betting. So um, $12 to win the comp, $2.80 to make the top four, $1.40 to make the top eight, and then minor premiership, they're $11. So um, I, I think that's around about right. It'll be interesting to see how they how they go. Uh, this season, obviously, Nico Hines another year in the system there. Um, you know, I, I think they'll be competitive. I, I, I think they'll, you know, be Craig Fitzgibbons obviously had now a full off season to to work out what areas he needs to continue to improve on. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they go. Well, Jimmy, you can grab hold of those tape and just rewrite, uh, replay them at different stages of the season about the draw because they have the second best draw again this season behind the Raiders. So wow. they've got they've got a rails run in that regard. I do respect them as a team. I think he's a very astute coach. I thought he did a great job last year. They had some really quality buys, clearly in Nico Hines, uh, uh, but also the leadership. Um, uh, in and around the, their middles. Uh, I love the fact that they like to try and play attacking football. They use both sides of the park. There's some good game plans. The other thing was first year back at home, their home record was outstanding last year, but you hit the nail on the head, Jimmy, against the top four or five contenders in the competition, they struggled. And where they did struggle was through the middle. They, If they've got one or two injury issues, which they did have mid to late in the season of their big men in the middle, then they do get trampled by the sides like the Roosters and the Panthers and the Rabbits. And so uh, that's their Achilles heels. I like what they've done in the in the trials they look like they're just back into the groove again they're going to have a very good season they're top four for mine and if you're looking for a betting angle i i that two dollars seventy about them making the top four on the back of having such a good draw uh, i would have thought was a nice bet but uh, i like what they're doing and i like the type of footy they're playing okay so uh the sharks is uh yeah it's a, it's that really interesting look too because the the one thing i will be concerned about from a sharks point of view is regeneration of your squad yes oregon kafusi comes in and he's that middle forward that they're looking for that extra one Jared, that you talked about. And I know Fafita's minutes were limited last year and Aidan Tolman has you know, been a, a serviceable front row back end of his career. But I just wonder, have they regenerated their squad enough? Um, and, and that's the concern. Will Kennedy at the back is, you know, Kay Dykes was going to be putting enormous pressure on him this year for that number one jersey. And of course, his season has finished. And once again, you're going to ask Matt Moylan to stay healthy for the vast majority of the year. He did it last year. History says he can't do it back-to-back. You want to see it because I'm a big fan of Matty Moylan and the way that he plays, um, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. And Nico Hines, you're asking him to have a similar season to what he had last year. Now, early on, with a lot of distractions for Nico, he's been able to do that. Um, You just wonder whether he can do it for the 
for the remainder of the year. Wade Graham's a real question mark. It's interesting. They're starting him off the bench. Teague Wilton starting on that left edge as well. He's a really good ball runner, Teague Wilton. Um, they might be a big man short, but maybe Kafusi uh, fills that gap. But um, the rise and rise of Craig Fitzgibbon uh, as a coach, I think, will continue. I, I see them as a top uh, right around that four, five, um, and, and real contenders for 2023, Jared. Jimmy, the one thing I was surprised was letting Metcalf go because um, I thought he was in their best 17, either coming off the bench. He's also then that quality backup for Moylan if there's an injury. The, the kid's got ability, and if he gets some good quality game time at the Warriors, as we saw in the first trial, um, he's, a, he's a first grader. So uh, that's now gone. I mean, whether Dykes can step in if they need in the halves or they move things around, but um, you're right. You know, Moylan needs to play most of the year, as he did last year. Uh, Nico Hines, well, he, he's just a standout. They're a good team. So, so I reckon that's Braden Trindle, Luke Metcalf, right? And and no one knows better than those guys internally about attitude and, and impact on the rest of the yep. squad and all that. So it's you're right. Like Metcalf's an NRL player, toss of the coin. Which one do we keep? Maybe they have greater insight than us who are standing yep. on the outside looking. So and and guys like Fitzgibbon and Steve Price, you, you just anticipate them getting those decisions right. Because you can't keep them all, right? Which is, no, no. yeah, which is, although the Cowboys seem to be keeping a lot of them up there at North Queensland. The real surprise packet of last year, they've made some key signings again, most notably Jeremiah Nanai, who's extended his time up there. What's the, the market on the cows, Tristan? Yeah, the market on the cows, there's certainly a, a lot different price to what they were this time <laughs> last year when we were when we we're having these similar discussions. So, but we opened them at $11. We've taken a, a bet of 3000 on them at $11, and the market's been very solid and hasn't moved away from that. So um, they've, they've, they've remained steady at that price in the other markets. To make the top four, they're $2.50. To make the top eight, they're $1.40. Minor premiership, they're $11. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating how they go. I have a feeling they, they had a blessed run last year with, with, with injuries, you know, and, and you'd probably expect... And I hope I'm wrong in this sense, but normally those things have a habit of working themselves out. I, I think they might go back a touch in, in from where they were last year. I think they had such a great run. Um, I've got a massive amount of respect for Todd Payton, but um, whether they can back up the, the dizzy heights where they got to last year, I'd be a little bit surprised. Listen, I've spent three months through the off-season waking up at three o'clock in the morning with nightmares about how they lost that prelim final. Ooh, um, ooh. You know, they should have been in the grand final. And I'm just, And we all know how hard it is to get there. Um, I think Tristan makes some very good points about the fact that they probably overachieved with um, uh, no major injury outs last year. Uh, I like the list. I think the coach is five-star. I love listen, listening to him talk about football and how he manages their attitude and how he gets the best out of them. Um, they've turned home back into a strong advantage, as it should be. Uh, I, he comes up with individual game plans each week that targets the key weaknesses of their oppos opposition. I love to watch that. Townsend clearly has been a lot of smarts behind that leadership. The key issue is, uh, again, on the back of a very good draw last year, it's not as good this year. Um, they've got to match it with those top-of-the-table teams and 
they'll get the, enough points. They've just got to be consistently strong in defence against the, the other teams in the top four or top five to be able to beat them. That's the key. Um, I think they're in for a good season. I've got them in the top six. Um, as I said, I love watching them play footy, especially at home. Uh, whether they take that next step is the key question. Yeah, and you wonder about the next step and where it comes from too, right? Because if you look at their spine, Drinkwater, exceptional year last year. Does he have continual improvement? Dearden, potentially, because of the benefit he gets out of playing that Origin game and playing so well at, at Origin level. Town, like If Chad Townsend plays as well as he did last year, you know, that's a that's a huge effort in the second year of a three-year contract. And then Reese Robson doesn't have the creativity of some of the other halves that we talk about with Harry Grant and and uh, Appy Coruscant, um, but he's a really, really strong player for that side. So you just, I'm I'm looking at that spine and saying, well, do they continue improvement? Maybe Drinkwater and Dearden. The other two, um, you know, they're almost maxed out last year about w- what you could potentially get from them. So it, they're, they're a really interesting look. They've got this phenomenal forward pack that have so much ability. Like Nanai is unbelievable. If he's turned oh. 20, he did it the other day. And, and the thing that, the memory that I have of Jeremiah Nanai in, in 2022 was him in a third state of origin game, a decider, getting the ball in his left hand, transferring it to his right hand and just popping out a pass one-handed that leads to a try. And I'm thinking, you're 19 and you are not only got that skill set, but prepared to do it in the biggest pressure in the league. Just amazing. So it, it's a, and, and then we haven't mentioned the million dollar man in Taumalolo. So it, it, who, by the way, last year, Jared was passing before the line a little bit, which is almost like the final piece of the puzzle, which is goes back to that coaching thing you talked about with Todd Payton. Hey, um, Jason, you're a really great player when you do this. How do we make you a better player? Um, and for he, he showed his quality in acknowledging that he probably got it wrong the year before and how he uh, managed uh, Big Lolo and also how he talked about it. He got it right in the off-season. He also changed how he uh, he used him a little bit, as you just suggested, Jimmy. Um, you know, then you've got other guys like, you know, young uh, Lukey. Uh, you know, th- that kid's another yes. superstar in the yes. back row. Um, you know, they've got talent coming through. And Nanai's just going to be a very special player on that right edge. And he's, he's added another dimension, not to his own game, not just to the Cowboys game, but also to what's going to happen in the game itself of this high ball for a tall back rower on an edge. I mean, it's, it's now going to be an in-flavour play that can be a game-breaker. Um, but you're right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure that they're a man, one big man, short in the middle. Uh, I can understand he probably got Tamu back for his experience, but I'm not sure he's going to play a lot of first grade. But I love the way they play footy. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, so if I, if I'm looking at them as a top four side, and and then the Panthers, if you if you push me on that, I'd say the Panthers. But if you can give me two seventy a lunch bet and some, you know, uh, top sport top up, then, you know, I'll go the Cowboys. And I think the venue is the key too, Jimmy. I mean, if, if it's in Townsville, I'm with the Cowboys. It's a lot harder at Penrith Park. And, you know, the, the Cowboys did compete there when they played them at Penrith last year, but then fell away in the second half. And, and you know, the Panthers' quality absolutely came to the fore. Have we gone through them all? Have we had a look at the Seagulls yet? Look, just we before we, we discuss that, would you like a little, uh, a little, an entree with you, with your dinner? We can have a, we can have a lunch bet on the uh, the Cowboys, Jimmy. Who fit? What uh, you want to say? Who finishes higher, the Panthers or the Cowboys yeah, yeah, or, or I, top no, four? No, no, I'm, 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 I, I don't think they quite make the top four this this season. So, 
I'm happy to oppose that, but and I'll throw an entree into the uh, into the lunch bet discussion to give you a little top up. Okay, so what are they to make the top four? They are two dollars fifty. So you're giving me. Do I get the top sport top up on that, or what, how, how do we? Where do we go here? You, you normally have, have the light beer with your with your lunch, don't you? So maybe you can have a, have a light beer and a little bit of champagne or something. I, I don't know what your normal <laughs> go-to is, but that, that, that can be the top up in this discussion. Yeah, done. Done. Absolutely. absolutely. I'm in on that. Or sparkling I mean. water, depending on you. <laughs> yeah, February. Once February's over, that's it. And back on the drink. Anyway, <laughs> let's have a look Come at Come on, Tristan. We still haven't got the lunch bits out of you for two years ago. <laughs> hey, Jared, you can't rush into these things. Um all right, let's have a look at the seagulls. This is this is a fascinating watch. This is this is this is all of the Corso is just staring at Tom Trebojevic's hamstrings all year. What's the market, Tristan? It's been a very very difficult team to price because we know at their best they can be a very very good football side, but there's a lot riding on Tommy T, as you say, and also Daly Cherry Evans and the, the loss of Kieran Four and um, you know what what sort of impact that will have, uh, particularly. With, um, with with obviously it, it appears as though his replacement is is out for week one, um, you know uh, Schuster. So we'll see how this one plays out. They were twenty six dollars when we opened the market. We had one bet of two thousand at twenty six, which has seen them shorten up into twenty one dollars. So they have firmed up a little bit. Um, you know, I think that probably seems about the money. You know, like if 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 Tommy T can play a lot of games, then that price is significant, is significant overs. If he doesn't, then it's probably under. So that's the, the equation we're running at. The top four is $4.80. The, uh, the, the top eight is $2.25 and the minor premiership is $26. I, I sort of liken this bet to backing a very, very good two-year-old that's a little bit shinny where you're taking <laughs> a massive risk on the full complement of players getting through the course of the year. If they do, they'll, they'll be there when the whips are cracking. But if they don't, you do your money cold. Well, I'm a, a little warmer on them over the last couple of weeks of what I'm watching and seeing in the trials. And forget the fact that they're winning it. I'm looking more at the why and what I'm seeing there. And uh, I think that the cake has been well-baked in the off-season. And Tommy now is the icing on the cake. And I suspect that if the weeks that Tommy doesn't play, that they might be still okay. Uh, Tommy clearly is just a standout. And the weeks he does play... He will just have a big impact on the game. But I think the whole change of coaching staff is a just complete refresh through the building. And it's not just Seabold. Flanagan is very experienced. We saw the impact that he had in the World Cup when he was assistant coach and pulling a lot of strings with um, with uh, the side he was uh, with. I mean, he, he knows football, he knows winning, and he brings a lot of a lot of smarts to help Seabold. The other key one that's flown under the radar is uh, Peter Gentle is their defensive coach. Now, I'll take you back that Peter Gentle was the defensive coach uh, uh, with Seabold at the Rabbits, and he then followed into the Broncos. He's been around the game a long time. He knows how to coach defence, and he's very astute. And I think that that's been a key point to watch in the trials, that defensively 
their attitude is right and they're working harder and their scramble is better. They've, they look very fit and very well drilled. I think uh, Talagi is a great pickup and will play on the left edge and it gives them two big men on the left edges. Clearly, they're going to play left and right with DCE on one edge and Schuster playing the other. The other key one is the backup of weeks, I think, is very good whether he needs to play. He'll probably play 14 most weeks, but he can slot in at six. He can uh, slot in at number one. Uh, and young Kalua on the right edge. The guy's a superstar. I think he's in for an absolute standout season. I don't know if he's not a good bet for uh, top try scorer this year. He's going to be somewhere in that conversation. I like where they're headed. I think they're in the top eight. Um, and I think they're a bit of a smoky to cause some uh, some key upsets in the first six to eight weeks and start to surprise people. That's an interesting one on Cola. Just thinking about that, Jerry. If he was on the left edge with Josh Schuster, Outside of a, a Trebo- Schuster outside of Trebojevic, um, you could really entertain that too, because the other side is probably not as strong with a, uh, as in a, uh, you know, an attacking point of view with uh, Cherry Evans. But uh, I, I, this is a real concern again, because I find myself agreeing with Jared. So the, <laughs> the, I, I think they're better than we anticipated without Tom, and so yeah, yeah so Tom comes in, and, and now he's uh, he, he's adding so much more to that, um, and and I've been. Uh, highly impressed by KO Weeks. I've been highly impressed by the way they've stripped out. I've been highly impressed by uh, Tuolangi, as you mentioned, on that left edge, who we knew was a good player at the West Tigers and probably has taken the next step. Olakawatu is a guy who's going to be pushing hard for, for State of Origin selection this year. So I look at the Manly Seagulls, and I think um, so much of the pricing from um, top sport is based on last year, and there's there's, there's clearly new this year and and I think this is exciting. If you're if you're a Seagulls fan, I reckon you've got so much to be excited about. I think if you want to see what happens with Tom, have a look at Latrell last year when he came back from his time over there in Philadelphia and with uh, Bill Knowles and and the way he played after that. So I'm looking at Manly as my best bet to be into the eight at two dollars twenty five. And I reckon at four dollars eighty to make the top four they represent outstanding value. So I, I, I'm very, I would be very bullish if I'm a Manly Seagulls fan for 2023. My concern is I can't take you on. I agree with both options. Yeah. Yeah. 480 to make the top four. They made the top four two years ago Tom, when Tom was Dalian Player of the Year and just, you know, try assist for fun. But I think they're going to have more uh, more armory and smarts in attack this year too, Jimmy, because um, Seabold knows his stuff and he's very good with game plans and how he wants to try and break down the opposition and how he then wants to attack, as is Flanagan. Flanagan is very clever in that regard as well. And I think we'll see a lot more smarts about what they do and not just the reliance on going to one edge with Tommy. All right. What are your long-term plays, Jared? Where are we going with this? Uh, Jimmy, my top eight, Roosters, Rabbits, Panthers, Sharks, Cowboys, Storm, and to make up the eight, the Sea Eagles and the Raiders. My longer-term plays, the Roosters to win the Premiership, five bucks at the moment, take insurance and also back them to make the grand final at 270. Panthers to miss the top four at 270. And I want to lay the Eels. I don't have them making the eight. They could sneak in at the bottom, but I want to be against them. Eels to miss the top eight at two bucks. Kristen, you got any that you want to uh, illuminate for us? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, um, a really even comp this year, which is I'm excited about. I, I have um, 
optimistic thoughts about the Titans improving, which is a little bit biased uh, at my end. So I'm not going to leave them in any official plays. I, I think I think Canberra for mine on that borderline. I, I think they make the eight at a dollar ninety five. But the one that I'm going to throw uh, my my bet on, I always try to look for a little bit of value when we when we uh, have these discussions. I, I just think the Tigers improve significantly with their four pack, and I think at four dollars, I think they make the finals more than one in four. So. I'm going to throw the, the, the Tigers in. Well, $3.90, they've just come into now. So I'm going to take them to make the eight at $3.90 is my play of the preseason. Do you want to have a lunch bet on that? I might need entree, dessert, and, <laughs> and a few more drinks than you can normally consume, Jimmy, to make that a Well, you, you could you'd count us both in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, $4. It's it's a speculative one. That, that, yeah. That's my, uh, my my thought process. Oh, there. Could I go further and describe it as a highly speculative <laughs> one? But, I mean, Appy Coruscant is a good player. I think you've you've got him as Benny Elias. But anyway, wait. We'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Everybody's writing articles about him passing 20, uh, 20 passes at training. I hope they're also doing 20 tackles because that's where they need to improve. Oh, dear. There. Uh, okay, so mine 225 Manly to make the top eight. Uh, I really like that one. I'll throw in as an option to $4.80 Manly to make the top four. And my premiership is the Rabbitohs. Missed the $12, missed the $11, but I'll take them at the $10 because I think they still represent a bit of value there. So they're my, they're my long-term uh, bets for this season. Gentlemen, great weekend of racing coming up as well. Uh, Jared sitting there, uh, the San Francisco 49ers hat's gone <laughs> a number of weeks ago, but the dark chill hat is on. Where are you taking us this week? Yes, Jimmy, Jimmy, we've got six days to the premiership start. We've got about 10 days to dark chill start. So I'm very excited about a lot of things right at the moment. But let's go to Sandown. We've got Blue Diamond Day down there. We've also got two group ones in Sydney. So some cracking race meetings, both uh, in Sydney and Melbourne. But I thought race two at Sandown tomorrow, number two, very smart horse for the Moody Stable. And isn't he flying at the moment? Race two, number three, a shuffle dancer. Should have won two starts ago. One last start. Came from a very awkward position. $3.50. I think it starts with a two in front of it come race day. So send down race two, number three, shuffle dancer. All importantly, Jimmy, I'll have 100 bucks on the nose. Thank you. Okay, well done. Thank you. All important staking plan on that. What about you, Tristan? As you touch on it, such a great day of racing. We've got the Blue Diamond Stakes where it's a really wide open betting affair. Steel City, $6 into $4.40. Barber looks tough to beat, $6 into $4.80. And then we just quickly got around. We've got no official play, but I know people are waiting with bated breath as to the uh, the movements of summer loving. And it Ooh. is in the Sweet Embrace Stakes. That's race six at Sydney. It's showing at $11 at the moment. It does run into the Magic Millions winner, Skirt the Law, which is obviously going to be a tough assignment. But... We need to see a good run uh, to to lock in Summer Love and Spot into the Golden Slippers. So looking forward to see it's drawn nicely. Brendan Abdullah um, back in the saddle again. So we'll, we'll see uh, see what it's made of uh, this start. I'm look, looking forward to seeing it go around. Gee, this... Tristan, are you taking a Jimmy Smith approach here and having 100 on the place? Or... <laughs> I reckon. I reckon we might. He, he's. Uh, we've got a habit of of the third placing, but I'm I'm a little bit more confident. I'm going to throw 50 each way on the. Uh, on, on, on the champ on Saturday. So Love it. Mate, there's that staking plan coming. i tell you what, the Sydney Racing Press have really given you a slap, haven't they? Uh, Summer loving. Uh, wow. Uh, Ray Thomas, uh, the ruthless uh, Ray Thomas, it, it just, must be said. Just on that, Jimmy, uh, we never normally get the, the best of love out of uh, racing New South Wales. I think this is the, the first time <laughs> we've drawn a, uh, a, a barrier in a group, a listed race inside barrier 10. So 
things might be turning around, but yeah, we have to get the slap in the in the. In the well, well, the really good news, uh, Tristan, is that you didn't get the slap from Paul Kent. It was only Ray Thomas. <laughs> That's a very good point. Hey, uh, just on that, do we have a lunch bet on whether Summer Loving pings the gates, or do we want to? Let's not tempt it. Actually, I want it to ping the gates. I don't want to go against you there. Well, it's drawn very well. It does. It, it just needs a jump with them, Jimmy, and it's got a nice spot. All right. Well. Uh, yeah, all eyes on Summer Loving in uh, uh, on Saturday. Now, I want to go to race nine at Randwick, the Liverpool City Cup, over the 1,300 metres. I'm going to go to number one, Profondo. Uh, Chad Schofield rides for Richard Litt, uh, has come back better than ever, looked far more relaxed in the recent trial, and if it brings its best, uh, mind on the job, is going to represent some great value. Opened at 7.50, uh, got out to nine. Now into six dollars fifty. The place price, Jared, is two dollars and five. The all important staking plan. Let's go fifty dollars each way to get your money back. Oh, come on, Jimmy! It's in the six dollars fifty. You're yeah. either you're either winning or you're not. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? You make a very good point. I have been winning, Jared. So let's continue yeah, that's that, right, Jimmy. There's no need to get off it. I'm I'm backing you in, mate. You've, okay. You've been... Winning week after week, seeing them like watermelons. My my man did have um, the each way, and it it was when it was when it was out of that nine dollars. So anyway, anyway, uh, let's go. Uh, fortune favors the brave, Tristan. We're going to go all out. Six dollars fifty, one hundred dollars on the nose. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's an interesting uh, interesting shift there. So we'll put the hundred dollars on the win. So hopefully that doesn't change up Jimmy's uh, very very strong record. But uh, we'll see how we go. I, I'm, I'm tipping. I know there'll be a bit of activity. Uh, just after race nine, if Profundo runs a very, very gutsy <laughs> second. <laughs> and just just on that, um, yes, yeah, so I will be backing it this week after thinking I backed <laughs> Mahaba last week and then checking in my top sport account and said, hang on, where's that? So I'm doing it right now. There we go. Lodged. <laughs> oh, away yes. we go. Yes, uh, Tristan and I weren't going to let that cat out of the bag, Jimmy, but that oh. was one of the, <laughs> the best little messages of the week that I literally was jumping around because I did have a decent bet on it. And uh, and Tristan's going, oh, congratulations, congratulations. And then about 10 minutes later, we get the message, I forgot to back it. Well, I'm, lo- I'm looking for the collect. I'm thinking, why hasn't my balance gone up on top spot? And then I had a look at... Uh, and yeah. not only that, Jimmy, you've, you've, you've nommed it at five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I'm on now. I'm on Profondo right now. Tracy from uh, Camden doesn't know about that one that missed. There's a lot that Tracy doesn't know about. (laughs) My betting activity, and I think we better leave it at that. Uh, Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure again. Enjoy your weekend off of footy. Plenty of racing. We might see a rugby game or two, and then we launch into the NRL season in six sleeps time. Uh, Have a great weekend, lads. Thanks, guys. Take care, gentlemen. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com.